long time no uh, listen well no speak so this could be the show you expected to be creative pact number 30 the end of creative pact but um I never actually did that show, mainly because I just ran out of time on that day and it never got done. And then that was it. October was finished and I... October was finished? September was finished. And that was, you know, Creative Pact had ended and I thought to myself, traditionally, I never quite make every Creative Pact anyway, so I'd be different. So I didn't do it. Um, had a break because, to be honest, uh, podcasting every day was pretty tough, actually. And um, then I kind of started missing kind of these kind of fun individual podcasts because, you know, it's it's nice not really having to worry about other issues and just kind of podcasting what I wanted to. So, hence, I have returned. And my intention is to go once a week, so I'm going to refer to these ones as Scott Hewitt once a week. Um, OAW is a kind of cool there. I'm going to keep the numbering scheme going, though, so this is, I'm going to consider this as show 30 because it's going to go in the same feed. It's going to, it's going to have appeared in your inbox. And well, in your inbox or your podcatcher or whatever anyway. And I've done that on purpose because I view them as a continuation. So this is your first one. Then why not go check out the 29 days of September? How about that? That's kind of nice. And the, the podcasting I did all the way through there. Because I think lots of these themes are going to continue. And plus, the idea of having to build more infrastructure to do that and then putting it in place and all the rest of that just seems too much hassle. And I've already got something in place which will essentially become dormant anyway. So um, that's my thinking. And that's what it's going to be. Today is going to be a today is going to be part one of a two-parter. The second second part will be next week. Uh, this is going to be lacking the punchline, so uh, I'm going to tell you where it was and then you know what happened. So um, I've replaced my computer, kind of. I haven't entirely replaced the MacBook, but um, it has been replaced in some capacity by another machine, which well probably by two machines actually. Which, which I'm going to talk about. Um, one of them is a piece of legacy equipment, which I'll mention right now. Um, I acquired a G4 800MHz PowerPC eMac, which I thought was pretty awesome. Um, it's been asked to do one thing. It did it okay. It got asked to do the same thing later on that day, and it didn't quite work. But uh, there was probably some other issues in place. So it's a little bit ropey, but it's pretty fun for watching DVDs, um, which is cool, and it's nice to have a box like that about the place. It reminds you of the days of, yeah, those days where they were fun things. So... That's kind of cool, and um, that has taken on some duties of my of my MacBook, which still works actually. It's still on my desk. I'm recording this show for it, and then I use that to record some stuff because obviously the sound card it's going into is of a similar vintage, has a FireWire interface. They both sit together and plug, and it works fine. The only thing is you might run out of hard drive space because the hard drive isn't huge. The thing I'm going to talk about today, though, and this alludes to what I have bought, which I will talk about in more detail in, in next week's show. But the thing that um, I'm going to talk about today is buying a non-Apple product. Um, and this, to be honest, is probably more directed to people who work in that kind of retail sector. I'd love to think that kind of people in the purchasing area there and the development area would be interested as well. But I, I don't feel I have an audience which is made up of those people. But maybe I'm wrong, in which case let me know. First of all, I should mention that I have actually worked in the laptop retail sector. Um, I worked... A lot of Christmases in that selling laptops when laptops first became accessible at that sort of price point. Um, I've also been heavily involved with a couple of companies who were selling retail and um, selling laptops as retail sides of other things that they were doing as well. So I do have quite a bit of experience of the internals that are going on inside there as well. But um, this is my, my main thought here, though, is more directed towards the manufacturers and the problems they cause with some of the decisions they make. So I think the first thing to bear in mind is that. In the PC world, everything is driven by price point. And it's not purely by price point in terms of 
in terms of spec at price, it's actually in terms of competitor price point as well. So you have to hit, you, you have to hit certain price points to sell the product. You have to buy the product in mass. You have to buy the product in mass in advance. And, that, and it commits you to certain things. And as a consequence, you, you get weird effects kicking up. So the kind of thing that you'll see happen all the time is where you'll get a product which will be an identically named product will be in three different shops at three different specs. And generally, the specs vary in a couple of subtle ways. The most common one you'll see is a change in the wireless capacity of the, of the box. The reason for that is that the wireless radios still tend to be either USB bus attached or PCI bus attached. And either way, it tends to be a changeable card. So the kind of thing that you can get is a box will come into the country and maybe be running a BGN Bluetooth card in it. And you could take that card out, replace it with a BG card, and save a couple of pounds on the box. And that couple of pounds on the box can be used to support a price point or could be used to generate profit. The idea being that this stock of BGN cards, which are now in the country, could be resold again, perhaps at a profit or perhaps just retrofitted by the manufacturer. It could even be that the manufacturer themselves is able to support this. So, you know, you, you could get a box built, the box is built, comes into the country, we can't sell it at a price point, we need it cheaper, let's make it cheaper for a BG wireless, configure it. Then, you know, and the BGN cards are returned back to the manufacturer who can reuse them again. It's These kind of things all help to support those kind of price points to get things down. And to be honest, that one, that one I kind of understand and I don't mind so much, actually. For two reasons. First of all, it's really obvious. For people who, if you know what you're doing and you go out looking, then you can go and look at a box and it's like, right, the spec here says this. The box it came in says this, hence that's what should be in it. And if it's not, then you can take it back and be like, this isn't in it. And they might not be happy to replace it, and they might just give you your money back. But nonetheless, you can do those steps. And I, I've never had any problem. I've, I've never worked in a company where there was a problem with that scenario. You know what I mean? I'm saying people were always obvious about it. The boxes were always, would always say what was there, and all the sales spiel would always be accurate. There was never an issue of the card isn't you know, the contents of the box aren't being accurately described. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is the config changing for price point before retail point. The one that is a little bit more concerning, though, is you can also achieve a similar sort of saving using the battery, using battery options. So rather than supplying a nine-cell battery, you can see kind of six-cell batteries or even three-cell batteries on more kind of portable devices being put into place. And what you'll get by doing that is a big saving in cost but obviously a reduction in the performance of the performance of the box in terms of battery life. So while not many while I would propose that the vast majority of consumers probably wouldn't notice a difference between whether their you know whether their laptop was running BG and N or whether it was just running B and G, most people wouldn't probably see that particularly. They might the implications of it might be there, but they, you know I mean either G G wireless will run iPlayer fine. But if you were to swap a nine-cell battery for a six-cell battery, everybody will miss that hour and a half's worth of battery life they've lost out permanently on. So, so the reason I mentioned that is because this was a really big problem I found because I wanted to go buy a buy a box. I had an idea as to what I wanted in that box, but then trying to find it in the in the kind of British retail sector was really awkward because I'd find a product which, according to the manufacturer, would reach the spec but then discovered that in actual fact it, was, it wasn't the case, it was different. It's particularly exasperated by people running special offer deals and stuff like that as well, because I came across the box that I did buy, I came across a little bit cheaper, but what had happened was the nine cell battery was gone and it instead had, sorry, it may not have been nine cell, but the battery that was in it was reduced. 
Now they were quoting a reduced battery life, so it was fine. Saying what you what you got would would be appropriately described by the material that was on the price, but it was very frustrating for me because I was like, oh, that's a great deal on that, and then realised it wasn't what I thought it was because of this change had happened. So I think it's an interesting gap because having been predominantly been in the Apple market and certainly having solely recommended Apple laptops to people for the last couple of years. It was really weird. It was really weird getting back into this world where you have to read the fine spec to be guaranteed what you're getting is what you think you're getting, and not, and that you're not getting something else based on the spec you read on a different site, which happens to be a slightly different configuration. In the Windows days, it was in in the Windows days of old, it was even worse. And so I remember when it was things like boxes would get into the country and. In, in the retail sector when I was working in there, we used to have to open the box to find out exactly what was in there because the Bluetooth was a separate card. The wireless was separate. It could have been wireless B, wireless G, or even an AG one was kind of in there. And also things like optical drives. I'm saying, would it have a DVD writer? Would it be a DVD? Would it be a CD writer? You know, all these kind of options. And the Apple world is, the Apple guys have really done a great job of simplifying the choices. It's, you know, there, you know, there's a certain number of products. There's basically two, well, two mobile lines plus the iOS devices. You know, you, you identify the thing in there, predominantly probably based on screen size and weight and price, and then you, you know, the rest of it's fairly simple. All the boxes are very capable, whereas in the Windows world, it's definitely a, you can buy boxes that aren't up to the job with really with a really weird configuration, and you can see two identical part, two identical model numbers, not part, not part codes, but model numbers, and there'd be a, dif a difference between them both as well, which I thought was, I, I thought that was kind of interesting. But nonetheless, I have bought a box. It wasn't from Apple, it was from somebody else. Um, I'm very happy with it, but it isn't in, a, in the state that you could buy it from. So that's a little teaser. Um, I'll be back next week. There's a bit of me which would like to say I'll be back next Thursday, but I don't really, I'm not really sure. It's going to be a little bit more kind of flippant, but... There will be another podcast up by a week on Friday. It will happen either on Wednesday or Thursday or Friday. Um, and I hope that's okay. But if, if you really feel it needs to be a bit more regular, let me know. And then I will strive to book some time in my weekly calendar to do it. But for now, I'm going to allow this little flex in the time. Because then if I get some interesting opportunities to get people on board or do things, then I can take them on board as well. easily. So for now, I will uh, say goodbye and wish you all a, a very, very enjoyable and very enjoyable evening, actually. Actually, to end, I'm going to recommend you a little piece of music here, but to do that, I need some information about it, and I don't know if I have it here. I do. So, as, as a final thing, I'm inspired by, well, it was played on Linux Outlaws a couple of weeks a couple of weeks ago, but uh, David Rovix has an incredible um, vocal duet he sings called Behind the Barricades, which, after watching the TV coverage, um, well, the, the iPlayer news stuff, I should say, really, I don't watch TV, but you know what I mean, the, uh, the iPlayer news yeah, the new snippets in the BBC page. BBC pages, that's where I watch this stuff. Having watched that stuff there of what was going on at Dale Farm, um, this song really was brought back to my mind here as well. So it's uh, Behind the Barricades by David Rovix. I don't have to play it because you can, it's available online. Just do a Google search for it, but I will put a link in the show notes. So there you go. I'm actually signing off now. Bye.